Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Legendary Frogcast. This is kind of like a mini-episode. Um, we're going to be re- reviewing Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, but it's just going to be me and uh, someone I swore would never be on the podcast again, Richard Farrow. Yes, I'm, I'm back. I'm back by popular demand. Well, not really popular demand, because I'm not entirely sure if I was as loved as other main characters. Well, you can't really call them characters, but we're, we're just all generally people on the show, but look, the point is I'm back. You're rambling. Okay. Yeah. This was going to just be me um, talking about the movie, like the uh, Terminator one, but I don't think that was really interesting. And uh, I was going to have like me, Dustin, and Randy, and, and Jess on here, and we'll talk about the movie, but half of them haven't seen the movie yet, and I contacted Dustin, but he hasn't answered me yet, so if he has something to say, we'll just stick him on at the end. Um, okay, so Transformers Revenge of the Fallen was the sequel to Transformers. What yeah. did you think of the original Transformers? Okay. The um, live-action movie. Yeah. When I when I first heard about Transformers, like when I had seen the trailer with the, the like the Mars probe being destroyed by a Transformer, it's like it was like I, I think it was like a forty five second long trailer or something. Mm-hmm. I, it really didn't grab my interest. I I kind of thought it was gonna be one of those big budget films that did, just kind of blew a lot of steam, but never really did anything special. But I ended up seeing it with one of my friends um, after I had returned from a uh, vacation. And it blew me away. I was literally, my adrenaline was pumping the entire time. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, like, I'm, uh, I was kind of the same way. Like, I started the trailer, and I was like, okay, it's live-action Transformers. I was never a huge fan of the original show, though, though I watched Beast Wars a lot. And uh, and then I started, like, the next trailer that kind of had a Scorponok and Optimus Prime in it and all that. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I kind of see what they're what they're doing here, but, like, can they make a movie out of it? And I was like you, I began watching the movie, and within the first ten minutes, when, uh, I forget his name, but the, um, helicopter guy was... Blackout? Blackout was, uh, yeah. destroying that base. I said, this, this movie is everything I, I wanted in a movie, and it's only, it's only ten minutes into it. Exactly. It's, it's got, it's got, like, the basic action movie formula. You have robots... You have transforming robots, and you have them fighting. And not only that, you have, like, Megan Fox. Like, yeah, people like Megan Fox. That's that's a way a way of putting it. <laughs> and there was a lot of nerd raging about the first movie. Like, I know that hardcore fans of Transformers, like, didn't really like how they characterized some of the characters. Like, Optimus Prime using catchphrases like, oops, my bad, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like me personally, I don't care what he says, but, I mean... I, I, I kind of wasn't... When I, when I saw the part with, where they had jazz, um, he kind of started... He, I don't know, he was kind of sounding like a rapper or some sort of gangster kind of person. I, I kind of figure... It kind of makes sense, because you know how, they, how they're supposed to um, have understood, like, Earth's culture through the internet or something, and they understood yeah. the language through that? That kind of makes sense. But I don't know, that's, that didn't really, like, I didn't find that to be that interesting. Well, that was only weird because that was the only time he ever acted like a black raptor, rapper. Like, he, he didn't keep that personality throughout the, yeah. the movie. Otherwise, he was just, he just kind of had the vocal tones, but I mean, it was honestly just a voice. He was, didn't really have yeah. a personality. And that was probably one of the biggest problems with the first movie, is the robots, 
um, had their like one scene or two that kind of established who they were, but throughout the rest of the movie, they were they were just kind of you know there. Exactly, and I, and I think something else was that they that people were also complaining that the Decepticons were pretty much getting snubbed for, throughout the film. Like mm-hmm. the Autobots were the ones that were doing most of the talking, but all you really saw the Decepticons doing yeah. was like fighting. And like Megatron only gets like one actual talking scene with Starscream, and that's pretty much it. And I think if you notice in the second film, you know, I think like Michael Bay kind of over, overcompensates for that by having a lot more dialogue between Starscream and Megatron. Yeah, like. And honest, well, it was enough, I guess, but it was there were like the only two robots in the sequel that kind of had any any more development outside of like um, Optimus Prime. Um, I guess we can get into the next movie now. So in in, okay. in in Revenge of the Fallen, they they definitely did give the robots more of a personality and like more of a role, um, yeah. but only to a couple of them, like exactly. uh, yeah, like a Megatron and. Starscream had the appropriate level of characterization, like 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 Optimus did and, and Bumblebee did, but um, most of the new like Autobots, with the exception of uh, Skids and Mudflap, like they just just like didn't have a role in the movie exactly. to play at all. That um, was my even, one big issue. So. Yeah, e- even robots, um, even like uh, Ratchet and um, Ironhide, like were basically just there. Like, hey, remember them from the first movie? We wanted to reuse some computer generated Yeah, exactly. You know, that's actually one of the things that I noticed, too, because I, I kind of feel... If, if you notice, um, I'm, I'm kind of one for details and these kind of things, but if you notice that one, one of the um, Decepticons is actually a exact replica of the helicopter robot Blackout that dies in the first film. But he's white. And- he's like silver. Exactly, and and what they said was it was apparently like a clone of him, and like they can say whatever they want. I personally think that that's just their excuse for not having to redesign another helicopter transformer. That's, that's fine personally, but um, just just watching the movie, you're like, oh, it's another um, helicopter robot. Yeah, and that's it. Um, like the Autobots had a uh, had two new major robots. Um, one was. Kind of like the replacement for Jazz, which I don't think even speaks in the movie. Like he, I uh, think, well, I think he has two lines. Yeah, but I, I'm not, but it's not even that big. And like basically, he's he's in the he's in the first battle when they're fighting um, the uh, construction guy, and I think he's in the fight with uh, Optimus and like Megatron, and I, and like I think that's it. And RC um, literally has one line. RC was the robot that I was actually really looking forward to the most for this film, and I was supremely disappointed with the lack of appearances with this character. Because I don't know. She like, says I, she says one line and then gets blown yeah, up. Exactly. That's it. It's it's stuff like that is kind of really. I I think um, the problem with this with the sequel for um, was that there was just so many robots like. Michael Bay tried to make this so large scale, but he kind of you kind of lose the film in the process of making it a large, a much more large scale. Yeah, like um, I thought maybe RC would kind of like Bumblebee is is the protector of uh, Sam. He would be the like um, RC would be the protector of um, Michaela. And, that would have uh, been cool. Yeah, like that's what I, I thought it was going to be, but it was nothing like that. Um, and there's also like a new uh, um, Decepticon. He, he's a uh, I don't know what what type of car, but he's just a silver car and he gets killed in the first battle. I mean, 
he only has like five seconds of transfer. Yeah, like um, I thought he was it. a I thought he was an Autobot for a little bit until I saw he, he had an evil looking face and I go, Oh, he's a Decepticon but aren't like Decepticons supposed to be kind of out of the ordinary vehicles like um you know, like helicopters and tanks and Exactly and cranes and stuff. But no, it's just a car because the uh car dealership wanted some promotion in their movie, more or less. Exactly. Like if you notice that um, there is actually a blue transforming Autobot, and you only see him like in less like for less than ten seconds in the entire film. Um, I, I think his name is Joel, but basically the only reason he's in the film is because they wanted to advertise this robot, which I actually kind of I don't know. He, he had an interesting sort of concept, like his weapon was like an electri- like an electrical sort of thing rather than mm-hmm. guns or something, and I think that. There was there was promise for those kind of characters, but they really just snubbed everybody. They kind of yeah, just, and it's yeah, okay it's, if they have a, a just a background character that doesn't do much, but just acknowledge that they're there and like just have a, a scene with them or something. And I guess people would complain if that happened too. But um, they gave all the attention to um, the twin characters, uh, Mudflap and Skids. Yeah, um, and I wasn't and, even a fan of them. They were pretty horrible characters. Exactly. I, I just, I don't know. I, they, and there was actually some controversy about them because apparently there was um, some people stating that like Michael, Michael Bay was using racial stereotypes to create these characters, like, it, which well, I did not. Usually, I, I just kind of brush those things off and they go like, "Oh, you're looking into it," but those characters were very, like, almost racial. Like, I, they probably were pretty racist. Like not only the voice, which I don't, I don't care about the voice. It's just a a, a characterization of a of a black person, and I, get, I that's okay. It happens all the time. But just their character designs were reminiscent of like monkeys and gorillas, and uh, they had like huge ears and, and like bulging eyes and big lips and like uh, and one gold of them had teeth. A gold, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like I don't know how on earth. They could do that and not say, I don't know, this is a little weird. Maybe we yeah. should we should scale it back a little bit. Yeah, you should, you'd think that there was like somebody in the film producing company that kind of saw this and was like, maybe we shouldn't do this, maybe it's kind of a bad idea. But I kind of also noticed like with the plot altogether, they kind of made it a bit more crude than the first film altogether, if you notice. Oh, the plot? I th- yeah, like the plot kind of, you, I don't know, it just kind of, like they kind of went in a more toilet humor kind of thing. In, in, yeah, in I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get to the actual story. Um, Got it. I really liked, like, the first hour or so of this movie. Like, the first half of the movie. Like, um, I thought it was a really cool idea how uh, the Autobots were working with the government to, to track down the um, the remaining uh, Decepticons and all that. And more yeah. and more are arriving all the time. And uh, I just really liked that. And I liked how the uh, government was saying, like... Like, there is no threat. Like, the AllSpark is destroyed and, and protected what's left of it. Like, they're here because of you. And, like, I, I liked all that stuff. Um, I liked Sam going to college and Bumblebee being all emo about it. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good scene. Although, like, if you... There was actually, um... There's a clip online that shows... Actually, like, they, they, they did cut... A, they, they cut a lot of Bumblebee, I think, from, from this film. Because, I don't know, it just kind of seems... Like, there's... I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, this one scene that I'm thinking... Oh, yeah. If, if you notice, um, there's a part where um, Bumblebee actually squirts oil 
on on the um on the girl that's that's, that's a Decepticon that's pretending to be a girl and everything, yeah. and it just kind of cuts off because like we're we're and you just see Sam come out of the car and be like, wait, what are you doing? And it just kind of cuts that scene there, and I kind of feel like they actually they kind of toned down the amount of Bumblebee that was in the film, which I actually kind of think was a bit of a ba- uh, like a wrong move because I don't know. I think I think Bumblebee was one of the more popular Transformers. Did, yeah, like that. Was a scene like Sam arguing with Bumblebee? It's like, why did you do that, B? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they had to keep the plot moving, and the movie was already exactly. two and a half hours long. Yeah, like I think that was um, the strongest scenes were ones that were most like the first movie, where it's just Sam interacting with the robots in, in weird ways, like stuff like that. Um, yeah. So. Um, obviously, we think this movie wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah. Um, yep. But was it a disappointment? I'm... Hmm, that, that's actually a tough question, really. I... Right now, I'm kind of weighing... I'm kind of in between it being a disappointment and it not being a disappointment. Maybe if, like, later on, like, in a month... If I were to, if you were to ask me that same question, I'd probably give you a straightforward answer. But right now, it's still kind of undecided. But I'm actually, right now, I'm actually sort of weighing towards it being a disappointment compared to the first one. Yeah. But it's actually, it's it's kind of just because we set, or we really do set our mm. uh, standards really high after that incredible first film. Yeah, like um, it wasn't a disappointment for me, but it was a disappointment in the fact that I thought the first one was so good, and they just didn't even almost. A, <laughs> It's almost like they didn't even try to reach that that same level of equality. Um, I kind of compare it to, let's say, kind of a um, um, unexpectedly good film like Pirates of the Caribbean. It was a really good film, and its yeah. sequel, in a lot of ways, was like better than the first film. Well, let's say just pretend that you have Pirates of the Caribbean, and then its next sequel was on the same qual- as the same quality as like Spider-Man 3 which like Spider-Man isn't well Spider-Man 3 isn't necessarily a bad movie but like if it comes right after the really good one and it's the sequel then you're like hmm yeah but um it did have much better action much better uh um like direction in its in its action scenes um it had a much broader scope um, oh, um, oh, we forgot to mention. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, we forgot to mention. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, a Jetfire. The, oh uh, yeah, Jetfire. Like, yeah, he was actually a good character. I liked him. Yeah, he was actually voiced by Mark Ryan, the same guy who plays the voice of Bumblebee, and he also does the um, actual. Uh, he, he's, he's a stand-in for Bumblebee, so yeah. Though he was he, he was using a fart joke. Which I kind of sided that. I was like, oh. Wait, which one? Uh, a jet fire. When what, it's like what? a parachute goes off, and he's like, ah, oh. not again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, that's, they kind of went uh, in the wrong direction there, I think. But there were some, okay, like, a, apart from some of the other issues, there was actually one major issue that I actually had the action sequence at the very end. If you notice now, like, I, I was really, um, 
I, I, I paid a lot of attention to, the, to, to these kind of fight scenes in the, in, the, in, the, in the first and second film. And if you notice, the clips that they use in the final battle for the second film are actually kind of taken from the f- battle from the their fight with Scorponok in the first film. Because they actually do use the same footage of the Predator um, unmanned vehicle, like, soaring towards the battlefield. They actually use that same footage. And they actually, I think they even use the same set for some parts of it. Which I do think that they kind of, I, I, I think it seems like that, that you kind of realize, like, maybe they were just kind of running out of money and they needed to uh, recycle some stuff. I don't know, but I, I, I kind of feel like those are parts like that kind of disappointed me. But, it's possible. Um, yeah. What did you think about uh, Devastator? That's his name, right? Like the big, like the five robots that uh, turned to the giant robot. I think that it was very well animated. I think, I, I think, I think that was a very good addition to the Decepticons. I think, however, they should have maybe had him more involved in the um, battle rather than yeah. just having him dig up the pyramid. I think I think that that was a good concept that they had. Like they had like these five different tra- like Decepticons, and you had them all morph together to f- form this enormous like monster beast that makes like the en- like the guys that are fighting it like need a new pair of pants. Yeah, um, I thought it was good, but it was just you know how like these new Transformers are just kind of hard to like make out like what they look like sometimes because there's just so many parts. And, and exactly. stuff to him. Um, when you put five of them together, sometimes he just looks like a just a big like mismatch of like model parts. So it's kind of hard exactly. to tell what was going on. Um, it's got to be like a living nightmare for the toy line of that movie because they have no idea what to do with that. I was like reading about like how much processing time it takes to like for the for like um, um, ILM to do the special effects, and he was and they were saying if you take every piece of um, a Devastator and put it one on top of another, it'd be like a bajillion miles tall. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Well, or exaggerate a little bit, but it's pretty tall. There, there was another character they introduced that I wanted to... Oh, yeah, the, um, the, uh, the Fallen. Fallen. Yeah, the Fallen. That was a disappointing enemy. You think so? I do think so. Uh, that's... Yeah, I, I think he was kind of um, a bit of a disappointment for me. You know which villain I think that should have had a more major role in the final battle? Is that? Wait, one second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, give me a sec. I'll be right back. Okay, well, um, I'll talk for a minute. Um, yeah, like, oh, I didn't like the Fallen. I mean, it, it, he was okay as a villain. Um, but I wasn't sure what he was getting revenge at. I mean, the movie's was called Revenge of the Fallen. Um, and, like, I wasn't quite sure, like, why, like... I am sorry actually... about that. I was, okay. I, I, was, no. I, was, I, was, I was just saying, I wasn't sure what the Fallen was tr- tr- trying to get revenge at. Yeah. Because... That was kind of a... That was kind of a bit of a flaw with the film, I think. Yeah, like, um, the, the Prime stopped him, right, from destroying mm-hmm. the sun, and then... But then what happened? He wasn't like banished or anything. He was—he just flew to one of to, like Jupiter's moons or whatever, and he was hanging out there for a while. I mean, exactly. he, he wasn't trying to to kill Optimus Prime because he—he's yeah. a descendant of the Primes. And and the final battle was even more disappointing than the one in the in the first movie. I thought. Yeah, if, and like that was another thing. Like what you were saying before about the whole Jupiter thing. Like 
you, you know how how that one part of the film where Megatron he keeps he so like he comes back to life and he just kind of flies out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like you see him fly out of the ocean, like and and that's like a that seems like I don't know like fifteen seconds longer or whatever. And the exact next clip is him flying and he's already at Saturn. And I like, <laughs> where did all that other time go? Is he? I don't know. Is he? Was he riding on the Millennium Falcon or something? <laughs> maybe they have, maybe they have hyperjets on that thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd, yeah, um, I thought it broke um, continuity with the first film a little bit because presumably the Fallen has been there the entire time. Yeah. So, like, why couldn't like the Fallen go look for the the cube after Megatron failed? That's a good point. And all that stuff. And I obviously the first film was like the Fallen was never a part of the first movie script, so they had no reason to do it. But I, I was just thinking as as, as a fan of continuity. It's like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, why couldn't exactly. he just pick up Megatron's job after he after he failed, or maybe he got there later? I don't know. And if and if you see in the first film, you see, you see um, that they they say that the the film that the cube got there around ten thousand years ago, and in the second film, you see them there with cavemen. So that's the, yeah. that's in the general same time. It's it's kind of well, it's even it, later than that. It's like yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean that's little nitpicks. Um, yeah, little things like that. Well, but, but but what I was saying before, you know, which Decepticon, I I do feel they should have had more oh, yeah. involved in. I think that Soundwave, it was the um, satellite guy that kind of sounded like the uh, the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> it was the same it voice like actor, Dr. I think. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, Doctor Claw. Yeah, Doctor I mean, Claw's a Transformer guys. He he was the voice of Soundwave and uh, Megatron in the original cartoon. Yeah, yeah um, I. I I was glad that they were able to include him, and I, w- I was fine with what he did, but I, I-, I heard people saying, it's like, he should have had a bigger role. Exactly. What did you think of the cat? Uh, Ravage, I think his name is? Yeah. I thought he was cool. Um, I really liked the scene when he um, infiltrated that base, and he, he coughed up all those little, pasty little robot hairballs, and um, it formed that, that paper-thin robot. Yeah, and then like slice through a guy. That was yeah. that was some pretty very creative stuff. It's like it seems like that that just that, that I think they should have built more on for the second film to make it better. But mm-hmm. it's it's like little parts like that, and they they just you just see them, and then they you never see like some of the transformers yeah. that are in those scenes again. And you're like, it's I I kind of feel like those are mistakes with the film that could have improved. Yeah, like that's why I like yeah. the first half of the film so much because it it like did stuff like that and. And that little uh, RC robot, not RC, yeah. but the little uh, remote control robot. Oh like, yeah, first, really? Yeah, at first he was a little annoying, but then um, he became a, a pretty good character. Yeah, kind of grew on you, but st- yeah. still, I, I, I wasn't. I wouldn't say he was. I've had, uh, I've enjoyed other robots above him. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell um, you, there's one thing I will not forgive Michael Bay for for this for this sequel. That. And you know what that is? That is having Scorponok on the screen for <laughs> less than five seconds. That was really random. He just kind of pops out of, like, was he, like, behind a building and he, he punched exactly. through a wall and then he was it. And I was thinking, <laughs> it was like, like, I was thinking, yeah, they wanted to reuse that model again. Exactly. <laughs> because they wanted it's to like, save some money. He just, he just pops up and he's like, hi, I'm Scorponok. And he just punches, <laughs> just like, he, he, like, he stabs in the jet fire. Literally, that, 
Exactly. And you see that in the trailer. Like, they actually have that overall clip. Had I known that that was the only, like, that <laughs> clip overall that was in the trailer was the only thing I was going to see of Scorponok, I would have been so pissed. But, and, and I was just sitting in this movie theater, I was thinking, like, I was, I, I was really ambitious because Scorponok was my absolute favorite Transformer in the first film, like, apart from Bumblebee. And I was, like, I was, I was just... Like psyched with anticipation, and I and I just see like Scorponok on the set. He jumps up, he stabs Jetfire, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome! And then Jetfire just suddenly grabs him, like tears him apart, like he's a piece of like a carrot or something. It was almost and, like they 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 planned Ravage to do that, but then like in, in posts they said, well, what if we have a uh, Scorponok do that? Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, I'll give the fans a little treat. Okay, so we're about at a half hour here. Um, yeah. So, so, so final thoughts. Transformers 2. Okay. Final thoughts for me on Transformers 2. I think that it was a good film, but I still I do think it left much to be desired and that there were other directions they could have taken with the story to make it better. But I... But nonetheless, so I would give it about... I would give it a C+. Plus. Yeah, um, I would say almost the same thing. Like I said, I I really liked the first part of the movie, and like really almost everything about the movie was was fine. Um, I just thought the robots need like just needed more characterization, and like be just a little more creative in the later in the later parts of the film. Um, I would give it a a B minus. All right. All right. So Transformers Three. Do you think it's going to happen? Almost definitely. I think, like, the box office for Revenge of the Fallen is, I, I think, I'm not sure, but I, I do believe it's starting to, to um, mess, it's starting to mess with the Dark Knights um, set records right now. So I, I think that we're, we're definitely going to see a couple more Transformers films. Uh, Maybe not all of them are going to be um, directed yeah. by Michael Bay, but I do know, like, I, I, Michael Bay has already set on to direct a third film, and I, hopefully they won't screw up the third film. But I'm kind of thinking as soon as they get like maybe into the fourth film, it's when you're gonna, it's when at that point you're going to start realizing that. Well, I think almost all to make money. all movie series work works works best as a uh, a trilogy. So yeah, I guess why I'm a little worried about Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, Pirates of the stuff. Caribbean, which they've already yeah. agreed on doing, and Indiana Jones too. Well, that's a little that's a little bit different because it's almost like a new trilogy. Oh uh, yeah. And I just kind of way like Wolverine is. It's a fourth movie, but it's almost like a, a brand new, brand new movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, um, do you want Michael Bay to uh, come back for a third one? Uh, yeah, I think if if he's he's done the the last two, so he 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 should conti- like be able to continue it and just finish what he started. So, mm-hmm. if anything, this was an excellent um, action movie. Yeah, it was. So. All right, so um, I recommend yeah. it if you're a, if you're a Transformers fan. Um, just like don't expect something as as a awesome as the first one. Exactly. If and if you're a Scorponok fan, <laughs> don't see prepare, it at all. Prepare to have your hopes dashed and your life ruined. Okay. So, yep. That's right. like is that it then? That's it. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody. See ya. Adios. So, Dustin, what did you think of Transformer, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen? Eh. Eh? Okay, then. See you next time. Wait. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. No. Dun. Hey! All right, but seriously, though, 
Uh, if you were going to see, tra if you went to see Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, you were going to see like the best movie ever. You're gonna be disappointed. I mean, I'll be. I'm a huge Transformers fan. I mean, not as huge as not as there's there's the fanatics, but I'm somewhere right below that. And they're gonna love this movie no matter what happens. And there's gonna be those who are. The only people who are not going to like this movie are the critics and, and elitists who don't see it for what it is. A fun movie. That's all. It's fun. And that's why it's enjoyable. However, oh. I do have a couple of beats okay. with it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, um, if you're expecting a good movie as the first one, you'll be disappointed as well. Yeah, that's the first thing. I, Continue. This is a sequel. That ought, there's go, Very rarely is a sequel better than the first. Spider-Man 2 being something of a odd exception to that. But, I mean, this is a fun movie. And there are a few problems with it, like, uh, let's start with blatant racist stereotypes that were the, the, uh, little, the twins. I don't know what they were. Mud flaps and skid. Yeah, me and, me and Rich, uh, talked a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they probably said everything I would probably say about it, so I'll just basically say, why, Michael Bay? Why did you do this? I know you can do better than this. It, well, like, they weren't even good stereotypes. It was just, I know, just, they, just unfunny, like, yeah. annoying ones. I mean, if, if they made it humorous, like, I'll be like, okay. they're they didn't. It's funny. Like, they're not even funny. I think they have just one funny line in the entire movie. Yeah. Where it's like one of them was on the wall. And it's like, oh man, he got a ninja act. That was basically. I'm it. sorry. That, yeah, that yeah, they that was just they were uncalled for. And unfortunately, they were the uh, the only new Autobots that got any screen time. I know. Why didn't we get to see any of that? Like, I mean, we could there there were a couple of new. Well, the only new ones we had really were, you know. We saw any. They were the only ones that we saw. Well, we any had of RC um, character. We had the RC triplets, which were terribly underused. Um, it, oh, then we a had shame. A, Rich, uh, Rich said there was a new robot called Jolt that literally just did one thing in the background somewhere. And then we had uh, kind of like Jazz's replacement, who was this guy on like roller skates. I mean. It we saw more of the villain, and we saw more of the new villains than we did any of the new. Heroes. Jetfire, I guess, technically is an Autobot now, but but he was like the only other robot that we got a, a many screen time with. When, he, which is sad, because it would have been interesting to see more of him, but he's dead, so oh, oh well. I, I think he was in in the movie a appropriate amount of time. Though I suspect that if there is going to be a sequel, which there might well be, since it made five hundred million dollars already. Five, I, I heard. Twenty million, but at the end of the week, like the weekend box office, like I heard something about five hundred million, but I don't not. I think that's that the seems must have heard it. Yeah, wrong. because that's like the first. That seems like the first movie like made more, like seven hundred million. So if it made that much money in a week, I would be very impressed. But yeah, th there's going to be a sequel. This is a they've officially got a good old cash cow going on here. Mm -hmm. Well, the Transformers has actually always been pretty dang profitable as a franchise, you know? With the toys and the 
cartoons and whatnot. I think it must be now, quality must be doing wise. pretty well with audiences, um, because like people, this is people, a, people this are is going literally, to see it. Like, pe- like people have. Yeah, this is a literally a review-proof movie. No matter what any review says, people are going to go see it. First movie was a little because, like that, but it, it had a, yeah. it had a better uh, approval rating from Rea- a, cri- yeah. critical reaction. Yeah. So what? The thing so what is, was your most favorite? Well, okay, finish your thought. The thing is, I'm uh, I'm kind of hoping that this leads to other movies with giant robots, like. Oh my god, the possibilities. Oh my god, we could have a... I mean, they're not exactly like transforming robots, but... With the... You know, with the critical success of stuff like Battlestar Galactica, and with, you know, with the technology we have to make the, like the Transformers, we could... There could be a viable live-action Mobile Suit Gundam movie. I'm not... I'm not... It's not that much of a stretch. It can happen. That seems like it'll be really niche to me. Well, it's actually well. The thing about Mobile Suit Gundam, it's always been about in one form or another war. It's still an anime, though. It'd be a war. Like, that's why I think it'll be really niche because it's, it's still at the end of the day, it's a it's an anime. True, but I mean, the possibility is there. I mean, it's not completely out of the realm, and it. My and if it's done with the right people, which there are the right people that exist that can do this, it's just a matter of getting them together and giving them enough money and time to do it right. Which the odds of that happening are well, especially with like the the bomb that was the Dragon Ball movie. I don't think they need like I don't know how much this movie costs to make, but like I'm not. I don't think they'll like need the budget of a, of a Transformers to do a movie like that. I bet they can do it for a lot less. Well, they probably could. I mean, the, the Gundams probably couldn't. They don't have to rend. I don't think they would have to render everything as much. Yeah. But that's true because like the Transformers, <laughs> like every nut and bolt is like is accounted yeah, for. And, like, that's like a, a separate part of the the thing. But if you go more traditional anime, you can have kind of like just what. Like the, I like how the Transformers used to look in the '80s. It's all blocky and stuff. Well, maybe not all blocky, but I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure it's someone's probably thought of this and has probably tried to hash it out. Okay, so what was your least, well, your most favorite and least favorite part of the movie? Well, my least favorite part of the movie had to be. I'm gonna go with a tie here with, once again, the romance scene. Michael Bay doesn't need to be doing romance. I thought, period, I thought they ever. were okay. I mean, they were appropriate for the movie. And the twins. twins. What about the balls? Yeah, giant balls. I saw the giant. Okay, I'm. That's that wasn't my favorite part, but that is. I thought that was kind of fun. I wasn't sure if I it. if if that deserved a chuckle or a sigh. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. A chuckle and then a face yeah. palm. It's like. Um. See, my, my, my most favorite part of the movie, and we talked about this in, in the previous section, is just kind of when when Sam was at the college. I, I like those parts. Like, I'm a, aside from, like, the really cool action scenes, I would say that the, the, the best part of the movie is uh, when Sam's at the college and Bumblebee's being all emo. 
That was kind of funny. I'm going to say my my favorite scene would probably... My favorite sequence is probably right until the end of it. The, uh... I'm going to have to say that, like, the, the, the... That first fight they had was actually probably... About, probably was really, actually pretty, pretty good. But... I don't. I can't really pin down at one single moment that I thought was really good, and that's kind of. I think of you the have to like I... watch it again, and then like you'll notice. Oh yeah, that that scene is probably my favorite. Yeah, but unless we want to go see it in the theaters again, we'll have to wait till it on DVD. Just to I really might be seeing it, the it full... this weekend that IMAX. You rat <laughs> bastard! We'll see though. I don't know if I am. All right. Alright. All right. Well, um, before we go, I would like to send a brief... I would like to have a one little brief message here. Okay, a couple of weeks ago, my uh, my glasses broke in half. Joey saw them. They they, they were not repairable. Um, I put a message up on the message... On Joey's message board. Asking for donations to... Help me get my glasses fixed, and they came through. Yep. Thank you. I mean, within within literally a, about two or three days, I literally over the weekend I had the money. That's very cool. Thank you guys. I'd like to call I'd like to call them out real quick, the people who donated, because you know they're awesome people. Let's see if I can let me get pull up the list here. Probably should have done this beforehand. But you know me. I'm I'm always thinking ahead. It's just gonna be dead silence while you pull up the list. We'll put we'll we'll put like the uh, Spanish flea music right here, waiting for. So the Mountain Dew Game Fuel I'm drinking is the Alliance version. Wild Fruit Punch. And it is very fruity and delicious. It tastes very much like the Voltage drink that they already offer, but has more of a sweet flavor and more tang to it. Listen to me drink it right now. No, seriously, you're, you're gonna... This would be <sighs> a good point to put the music. Alright, here's the people who have helped me see without the assistance of duct tape and I had to use a lot of it to uh Jin who donated twenty bucks Hotashi who donated ten bucks Tabrius who voted who uh donated twenty five Vic who voted who uh donated twenty Chalkun who donated twenty five and actually as a combo don as a combo donation Fiery Tiger and Kimosabi, by the way, congratulations on your engagement. Um, donated 25. Very cool. Very cool. You're awesome people. Keep it, keep on going. Keep on keeping on. Alrighty. So, recommendations for people who want to see the movie? Um, set the bar low. Set the bar low. Unfortunate, well, but it's still, true. it's still worth seeing. I mean it. It's giant robots. Come on, yeah. It's 
That that in and of itself is awesome. And remember, Optimus Prime died for your sins.